there was a man named Naaman. And he was a general of the army of the king of Syria. Now remember, Syria was a country north of Israel. And they were enemies of Israel and Judah, usually. Though sometimes Israel and Judah would make alliances with them to go attack someone. But they were usually enemies and they were they did not believe in the true God. Yes, Samara? What what if God made Simon's own thing first? But if, I have if God a made Simon's what? I have a question. When Adam and did Adam and Eve ever be a baby? Nope. What? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Everyone else that ever lived was a baby. Mm-hmm. And they grew but, up. But he made Adam and Eve like adults right away. But um Daddy. Mm-hmm. Could Dad I mean could God Stop from it being sin, so like, uh, like he could have never made Adam and Eve, and if you are asking whether he could have made it so Adam and Eve never sinned, I, yeah. I guess the answer to that question is probably yes, but. Uh, it's beyond what we can understand. Like, some people say that, and they might be right, some people say that if God had done that, if he had made it so Adam and Eve couldn't have sinned, then maybe it would have been like making it so that they couldn't choose to love him either. They'd be like robots. The Bible doesn't tell us that. It, it might be part of the reason. The truth is that God knows more than we do. He gave Adam and Eve a free choice, and they were tempted and they sinned. But he's going to—he's fixing that, right? Yes, Mara. Did the level devil already already died? Um, not really, but also kind of, in the sense that he is—he still exists. He did not die, but in the sense that his power was destroyed, and in the sense that. He is separated from God and doesn't in, enjoy the blessedness of God. Yes, Samara? Can you tell the story? Yeah. All right, so Naaman was a general of Syria, and Syria, remember, was an enemy to Israel. But during his time, the Lord had given victories to Syria through Naaman, who was a strong man, a mighty man of valor, but he got leprosy. Now, the Syrians, on one of their raids, had carried off a little girl from the land of Israel and made her a slave to Naaman's wife. Think how terrible that is, right? So remember, these are are enemies of Israel. Think how awful that would be for that little girl. She gets captured from her family and taken away, and she's made to serve this person from a different country. But she didn't get angry. Instead, when she found out that Naaman... Like, and by the way, I want to be clear, like, them doing that to her was bad, right? But when other people do bad things to us, sometimes all we can do is the best that we can do with the situation that we're in. Hey, that's like a quote from the Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> he says, all we can do is decide to do with what to do with the time that is given to us. So this girl, it's in, no, it's in the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, maybe? 
So when she heard that Naaman was sick, she said to her mistress, who was Naaman's wife, I wish that my Lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria. She's talking about Elisha. He could cure him of his leprosy. So this little girl got to tell her, tell her about, and through her, Naaman, about this true prophet of the Lord. Yes, Samara? Um, what's the story before God's born? Bro, uh, we're not at that one, so. So anyway, Naaman went, so he went in and told his Lord, who would be the king of Syria, what that girl said, and asked him to let him go to to Israel to find this prophet. So the king of Syria said, go and I'll send a letter to the king of Israel. So he went and he brought along a bunch of money and a bunch of clothes and he came to the king of Israel with this letter and the letter said, when this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you Naaman my servant that you may cure him of his leprosy. And the king of Israel was mad and he tore his clothes and he's like, what am I, God? To kill and make alive? You think that I can cure this man of his leprosy? And he thought that the king of Syria was trying to start a fight with him because... Because Syria had conquered Israel before, so Israel paid tribute to Syria, which means they gave them money and stuff so that they wouldn't hurt them. Is this, what, is this, this, would, this is Israel, not Judah. So this would be like one of the wicked kings. Like, I think it's probably did we, Jehoram. Is that who it was? Who was the son of Ahab? Or maybe, I can't remember right now. It's Jehoram. Yes, Samara. Um... Would I, would someone, if they didn't like the food, would they whine about it still? No, they wouldn't. But when Elisha heard that the king had torn his clothes, how do you think Elisha heard that the king had torn his clothes? Do you think, I'll give you a multiple choice question, all right? So the king tore his clothes when he heard what the messenger from the king of Syria said, and Elisha heard about it. A, because he was a spy and had bugged the king's palace with video camera equipment. B, because he had a spy, like like a man or maybe like a talking rat that hung out in the king's palace and then came and told him. Or C, because he was a prophet and God told him. I think it's probably C. Anyway... So he heard the king had torn his clothes, and he sent him a message. He says, why have you torn your clothes? By torn his clothes, by the way, that's like what people would do when they were really upset and sad. He says, why don't you send him to me, that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him. He didn't even come out of the house. He just sent a messenger. And the messenger said, go and wash in the Jordan River seven times, and your flesh will be restored, and you shall be clean. When Naaman had heard this, he was angry. And he went away, so he probably got an angry face, like sometimes like Samara gets his angry face. The powdery face. Right, Samara? Yeah, she's doing it. Yeah, she's doing it to show me. Anyway, so he was angry and he said, I thought he would come out to me and stand and call upon the name of the Lord and wave his hand and cure the leprosy. That is going to be like, do like a Gandalf like spell or something. He's going to be like, you shall not pass or something. And he said, this is lame. He said, are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the rivers of Israel? I could wash in those and be clean. So he turned and went away, and he was very angry. But his servants came and said to him, my father, it's a great word that the prophet has spoken to you. Will you not do it? He's actually told you, wash and be clean. What he means is he's made you a big promise, and he's only asked you to do a simple thing. Why don't you just do it? So Naaman went and, and dipped himself. True. So he went and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God, 
and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. What does that mean? Yeah. Whose skin is uh, smoother, Samara's or mine? <laughs> well, mine or Samara's is little. Well, you guys are both little children, so. Simon is even littler, but he's almost like too little. And his skin's still recovering, but his skin is pretty smooth, too. <laughs> no, his skin is smoother than ours. Yeah. So his, his, skin, his skin became very smooth and clean. And his, he was healed. So he came back to the man of God with everybody that came with him. And he said, behold, I know that there is no God in all the earth except for the God who is in Israel. So let me give you a present. But he said, as the Lord, Elisha said, as the Lord lives, I will receive no present. And Naaman urged him to take it, but he refused. Because he just wanted him to know that he, he did this for him. That God just did this for him. It wasn't a payment. It was a gift of grace. So then Naaman said, well, if not, please let there be given to your servant two mules loads of earth. For from now on, your servant will not offer burnt offerings or sacrifice to any god but the Lord. So I'm, I think what he means is that he's going to take some of the earth from the, of some of the ground from Israel, bring it back to Syria, and maybe like build an altar with it or something to sacrifice to the Lord. This is probably has to do with the idea that a lot of people in those days had that there were these different gods, and uh, if there was a god, he was a god of like this one place. So that before this, Naaman probably would have thought that Yahweh was a, was a god, but that he was only a god in the land of Israel. And they would think like, oh, that means he's a god of this people, and he's got power in this land, but then our god is power in our land, that sort of thing. But Naaman now is saying the only god is the god in Israel, and when he wants to take some of the earth with him, He's probably thinking, well, then, you know, I'll worship to, to the God of this land, of this earth, by bringing earth with me. It's kind of a weird idea, but. But he said, please, you know, pardon me in this one thing. My master, who's the king, he goes to the house of Rimen to worship there. That's a false god. And he needs me sometimes to, to walk with him so he can lean on my arm. So if I do that for him, because he wants me to do that, and I walked into the house of Rimen just so my master can lean on me. Uh, is that okay? Can, you're, can the Lord pardon me? And he said, go in peace. You know, you're not actually worshiping this false god. You're just going with your master. But when Naaman had gone away, a little ways away, Gehazi, who is the servant of Elisha, said, See, my master has spared this Naaman the Syrian by not accepting a gift from him. As the Lord lives, I will run after him and get, it, get something from him. So Gehazi followed Naaman, and when Naaman saw someone running after him, he got down from his chariot and said, Is all well? And he said, All is well. My master just told me to tell you uh, that he kind of changed his mind because these two young men from the sons of the prophets came, and please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothing. So Naaman said, Well, here you go, sure. And he urged him, and he gave him two talents of silver and two bags and two changes of clothing, and he gave them to Gehazi, and then he came to the hill. He took them from his hand and put them in the house, and he sent the men away, and they departed. And he went in and stood before his master. And Elisha said to him, Where have you been in Gehazi? And he said, Nowhere. But he said to him, Did not my heart go when the man turned from his chariot to meet you? Was it a time to accept money and garments, olive orchards and vineyards, sheep and oxen, male servants and female servants? Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you to your descendants forever. So he went out from his presence, a leper. His skin was white as snow from the leprosy.
because he didn't, didn't listen to the prophet of the Lord. He was greedy. Do you know what greedy means? Yeah, you want stuff. Yeah, not being content with what you have and wanting to have more, even when somebody tells you that it's not good. Like, for instance, if we were in the store and you said, can I have the stuff in? And then I said no. And then you asked me 15 more times. <laughs> or even worse, if you tried to steal one. <clears throat> what if you went away? Why would you run away? Like, if you asked like after me, stealing one? No, then you would get caught. No, like, so, like, what if you asked your parents if you could run away from that'd, home? That'd be silly. And then it wouldn't go well asking, for you. Um, yeah, that wouldn't be good. They kept saying no, and then you'd show Do you away. think your parents would eventually say yes to you running away? No. No. But <laughs> I would be gone. What if they did? Yes. What would you do if they said, fine, go ahead? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? Good idea. <laughs> Let's say said yeah. sir. Whoa. Or super yes. You know, one really good thing about that story is what, something that it shows us about the power of God's word. Did the Jordan River have a special power to heal leprosy? No. no. If somebody else who was a leper uh, went and washed in the Jordan River, would they become clean from their leprosy? No. So why did Naaman become clean from his leprosy when he washed in the Jordan River? Because of God's word, his promise. When God attaches a promise to something, that thing becomes powerful. Not because of the thing, but because of God's promise. Are there any things that are like that today? Stuffle. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have anything at church where... It's like, for instance, no. just water, but oh, then yeah. there's a promise attached to it. Yeah. Baptized. That? Yeah, baptism is like that. It's just plain water, except you attach God's word of promise to it, and it becomes a washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. That's cleansing us from sin, not just from leprosy. The Lord's Supper is like that, too. It's just bread and wine. But when Jesus' word of promise is attached to it, It's also Jesus' body and blood for the forgiveness of sins.